But um, this past this past weekend, Demi. This past weekend, I... What, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Show? If anything, I felt like I was very disrespected. Maya and I... Eh? Maya and I... <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> we went out to this... Honestly, the first mistake was that it was an 18-plus event. Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? Those still exist? My oh, dear. I took an L there. That, oh, God. That should have been yellow flag numbers. You almost have felt like aunties. Bro. Bruh. There's this small girl that came in and she was dancing on some boy. I said, please, can you cover yourself? Like, if I oh my God. Oh, my God. I was like, why are you shaking in such a manner? Shouldn't she be home? I'm like, shouldn't y'all have a curfew? Like, why are y'all still here? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think it was also kind of like that fear of, like, you don't want to, like, talk to someone or, like, dance on someone and, like, find out, like, they're barely 18. That they're a child? Yeah, and it was just, like... Yeah, so I was just kind of like, I don't even know if I want anyone to move to me in this spot because... Everyone was so short. Like, I... But Boston niggas are short. No. I mean, yeah. This was bad. And part of it was the leveling of the space. It was um, the downstairs section of Middle East. Oh. Which, honestly, that was... Once. That was yellow flag number two. Mm. Why is it that... And I kept saying, I was like, I've gone here, but for concerts. Like, and good concerts. Yeah. Like, really great concerts I've watched in the upstairs section. I was like, why? Why is there a nightclub experience here? And I've been in this place under 21. <laughs> Wait, who, who, like, what group of people organized this? Was it, like, a Juneteenth thing? Was it, yeah. like, Nigerians? Was, was it? It was thing. a Juneteenth thing. Okay. Um, okay. Some, I think the event was hosted by, like, some group called Heritage or something. Yeah. Okay. Sha Heritage, if you're listening to this have a 21 plus no, are you are we coming after them oh god have a 21 plus version because listening boo throw tomatoes throw boo, tomatoes, tomato, 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 tomato. Tomato. <laughs> it was it was the older men and girls yeah who just left their father's house yeah. in the same oh, jesus spot. christ have mercy yeah it's really because mm. a lot of those men were definitely in their late twenties, yeah. or at least looked it. Yeah, I know. Late twenties. They the lot older of older than group, us. They looked older than us. Damn. And okay. there were well. def and most of the girls that I saw that they, they didn't have wrist because you got a that's another part. You got a wristband if you were above the age of twenty one so that you could go to the bar Whoop. and grab Whoop. a drink. A lot of people were wristbandless. Oh, <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> Uh, and it's not, look, I remember, I remember being between the ages of 18 and not 21. Um, yeah. 21 exclusive. The, the ghetto. I get it. You want to party and not always have it be at some college event. You want to feel like, yeah. a, you know, like a grown lady, but I get why we have, why we party in different places. Right. It's a safety but issue. But also, like, wouldn't you just feel uncomfortable, like... Having old men looking at you I like, like a no. piece of meat. at that age, you don't know any better. You don't know any better. I if guess. anything, you like that stuff. And you're like, ooh, I'm more mature. So they exactly. must like that's women how, my age. That's how the men like no. around that age be talking to the girls. Meanwhile, there's just low-key grooming. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what it is, for real, for real. They'd be like, oh, yeah, girls who are much older than you are like nowhere near as mature as you it's like no mm, sure <laughs> sure we um, all heard that line run. before 
<laughs> run. <laughs> run. Actually, you need to run. That is like, that's like the first red flag for grooming. That's terrifying. I like to joke about being an auntie on here. I actually felt it. I was like, I felt concerned because, like, why am I here worrying about some like some other child's life? Yeah. Like, <sighs> I'm be here and enjoy myself. Right. That DJ kept talking, bro. It was his hype man. Oh God, I hate when he they had do like that. three hype men. It's like, why are there four people at that DJ booth? Maybe he just needs some encouragement. What kind bro, of rubbish encouragement? Didn't even help. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Nah, bro, those transitions were ass. Except for that one section where mm. it was like all like the the female rappers back to back. But uh, other than that, it was ass. But also, I mean, damn, a lot of these DJs. I'm using air quotes in my mind because I'm too lazy to raise my mm. hand. Some of them, they only know how to mix for the genres that they listen to the most. Mm. So, like. For hip hop and like rap, they're usually good. And then Afrobeats. Yeah. Ah. There was no even on my piano. Barely. All right, guys. Let's start. Let's start bringing it in. Because um, mm. we love all of our guests here at A Beg, the podcast. But it was about time that we had another Nigerian on the mic. Hmm. This is the time for Nigeria propaganda. Because... Hmm. We yeah, honestly so. produce some of the best people on this entire earth. Yeah. If you want to find true. people, Come on. they're Nigerians. Smart people. Yeah, some of so. the most educated people are Nigerians. Rich people. Th- we Nigerians. know rich Nigerian people. <laughs> Everything that you're mm-hmm. looking for, you can find in Nigeria. This is not Come on now, an impartial podcast. If you want impartiality, talk to God. If you're a non-Nigerian wondering, well, don't these traits exist elsewhere? I can't vouch for those other places. I can only vouch for the country that I rep. They don't exist anywhere else. And our guest today, she's no exception. (laughs) See, none of the people that we bring on here, they're never dull in life. They're always succeeding. Always striving for better. See, we're really hyping her up. The people that we bring on here, they're doing things. They're working multiple jobs. Hmm. They're building for their children and their children's children. Hmm. Building businesses, <laughs> breaking generational curses. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today, Mayowa Oshinowo. Hi, guys. The CEO of Glimmer 411. That's me. Is on here, gracing us with her presence. Mayowa, how are you doing today? I'm good. Y'all really hyped me up. I don't even, I don't even know what to <laughs> yeah. do now. For real, for real. Uh, it's good to be here. I mean, I know when you guys first started, I've been rooting for you guys when you guys started the podcast. It's kind of weird to be on the podcast. Never done a podcast before. <laughs> Happy to do my first one with you guys. Oh, my God. It's her. We're, we're taking her podcast virginity. This is so exciting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Every time yeah, I hear good. a podcast, every time I hear one of the like white girl podcasts that I listen to and they say that, that I'm like, oh, my like, God. My favorite is, is whenever they shit. say. I can't um, wait to say it myself. <laughs> what's that phrase they use? Uh, popping that cherry. We're oh. popping, popping her podcast, podcast cherry. Popping podcast cherry. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I signed up for? Don't you just love using those, yeah, those white girl isms? They're great. I've always said I love, I genuinely love white women. They just... <laughs> We just did a whole episode yeah. on this. They're actually the greatest when they just stay in their white woman lane. Hey. This is a, yeah, as long as you stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. But yeah, Mayawa is on here on the podcast. We're going to be talking about hair. We're going to be talking about black women hair because we're all black women on here. Sorry, white women. Actually, you know what? You should stay. This, this is, is very useful, useful because white women. y'all low-key have been benefiting from the things that mm-hmm. we 
Not even low-key. The amount of times where I'll go to CVS and like, I live in a mostly white neighborhood. Mostly white people live up here. The amount of times I'll go to CVS and try and get like, Cantu, girl, shea moisture. Like if I've run out of my shit, I, I, I just got. It's say all gone. Person, why are you still using Cantu? <laughs> because there are very limited options at CVS hey, here. You can't order online. Amazon. I do order online. I actually do order online. Other we can talk too, about so. why I don't like Cantu, but like I know. Actually, we should. I was gonna say we should bring that <laughs> hey, up because I, I know you have lots nah, of reasons. Bro. Cantu, they don't love you, and they don't love your hair. No, they don't. Truly, no, they don't. Truly. But I mean, I get what you're saying, though. I, I do think it's important for like not just black women to talk about hair because appropriation happens a lot. Yeah. Right. And like a lot of people don't understand the struggle that black women go through or just black people or people with curly hair go through. So I think I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. So, oh, well, we mentioned Glimmer 411, which is the company that you started. Mm-hmm. And obviously people, our listeners may not be as well read on what you're doing, like what Glimmer is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just give our listeners a quick breakdown of what's Glimmer and why even stress yourself being (laughs) an innovator in this (laughs) space between black hair and technology because that is stress. Honestly, the way you even framed it is like literally part of Mm -hmm. why the company started. So like Glimmer 411 wasn't always called Glimmer 411. When I first started it, it was called glow up and i really started it because like i had an internship in the u.s i think it was summer of 2018 and i couldn't go back to nigeria to get my hair done so i was like you know what let me see what i can do here to get stuff figured out (laughs) huge mistake like probably had like Mm. the worst hairstylist experience i've ever had and i thought like you know maybe because like another nigerian recommended her to me or whatever that i would get the experience i'm looking for but Let's just say I was not happy, and I just found mm-hmm. that like okay, I'm pretty sure there's like a hundred, there's like hundreds of other people who are dealing with the same issues. And I had recently just like started my natural hair journey, and there were a lot of things I did not know or understand about my hair. So when we first started the company, it was about matching stylists to good, um, like to to individuals, and also matching individuals with like well-rated stylists. But then after a while, we realized that it wasn't really a stylist issue. It was Mm -hmm. more that people didn't have enough information to make the right decisions when it came to hair care, whether that was like picking the right stylist, whether that was picking the right products or even just like the techniques. So that's pretty much like why we started um, Glimmer 411. So I guess the name came from like glimmer, meaning like to shine or like the feeling you have after you like had a good hair experience and then 411 stands for information it's funny that like i had to kind of explain that to a lot of people because a lot of people don't the same way you call 911 back in the day you you needed to like call the number 411 if you wanted information about certain things but because we don't have that that's how you know (laughs) but because we don't have that anymore a lot of people ask me so what's the 411 about you know it's kind of ironic because it's like yeah, because literally, yeah, that's, like, that's, the, the for, the that's literally what you exactly. would say is what's the yeah. 411. I used, I, one time, um, I think someone had asked me about your like your company's like, yeah, what was the 411? I was like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like Disney 411. And yeah. they're like, what is that? I was like, <laughs> oh, don't age me, bitch. <laughs> you, Not Disney yeah, 411. Because yeah. before the, the afterwards, they changed it. And they, Disney, for our younger listeners, Disney used to, mm. back in the day, 
Um, there was, you know, like a little Disney 411 section where they just have like news relevant to yeah. like the celebrities, anything like going on in like the Disney like universe, facts, things like that. Yeah. Universe. Facts yeah. About, yeah. It doesn't happen now anymore, clearly. But <laughs> not clearly. <laughs> clearly, if I'm saying it, people she are said like, what we are, are you talking old. about? <laughs> she said this thing is outdated. Yeah, I think it was around the same time they had. Do they still got Disney XD? That's a good Disney? question. Because that Actually, was like the Skater Boy Disney. 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 Like yeah, it was like Skater Boy <laughs> yeah. branded Disney. That's really what it was. Let's see. And, all of like the surfer cult, like surfer base shows, skateboarding shows, like motor, like like bikes. I think it still exists. And when they used to do like the little wand with like the little Disney sign, that was the time. So I think when I mean part of the reason why we wanted to bring you, other than you're just like you're a really cool Nigerian person doing some like awesome work in the space like that's catering like just to black people and i love whenever i feel pandered to like by another black person i, I love it you know yeah. and by another black by person another, that's important I, to when note. it's by non-black people i feel Dude. a little bit iffy but when it's another black person i love that nancy you know, pelosi i love her <laughs> not nancy pelosi <laughs> <laughs> no, it's why I'm always so. I love the you know Kente Club, the black girl sunscreen brand because mm-hmm. I know like some some of the the non blacks mm-hmm. they don't know how to feel about sunscreen, but I'm like I like it. I like that yeah. there's something that immediately lets me know I can buy your products. I'm not getting that rubbish yeah. purple cast. Yeah, yeah. streaky. So thing. I love that you guys are out here saying this is just well, it's not exclusively for like black hair, but this is something that was made to specifically help us learn more about our hair. Yeah. Because the hair acceptance journey has definitely taken a a slow but, like, steady turn, like, mm-hmm. where Nigeria used to be, I would say, on average, had less stigma around natural styles with mm-hmm. the exception of, like, mm-hmm. your hair, your natural hair just kind of is, like, a fro or dreads mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. still kind of looked down. Yeah. But things like, braids or twists or like even like cornrows those were still seen like as acceptable in the workplace where at the same time in the u.s that wasn't necessarily the case yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting like nigeria's relationship with natural hair versus like it here is is pretty different i think that it's interesting because there was also a time where like those things were not really acceptable yeah. in Nigeria as well. Maybe like around our parents' generation, but I think things started like changing. Yeah. But I think where it became hard for Nigerians to kind of like get into the into the natural movement as quickly as people here was is because like to them, like they didn't have like they still didn't understand like their natural hair. A lot of like the styles we did were because we didn't want to deal with our natural hair. Yeah. Or because like the weather mm-hmm. made it difficult in air quotes, to deal with our hair. So I feel like the relationship is different. Mm-hmm. It was more of like a covering up, and mm-hmm. because everyone covers up, like, it's socially acceptable. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, it's, like, yeah. stemmed from, like, racial identity, like, history with, like, racism and, like, slavery and all those different things. And hair has meant, like, very different things, like, within American culture. Like, it's a form of protest yeah. as mm-hmm. well, which is very different yeah. in Nigeria. It's not really seen as a form of protest, 
it's very attached to your yeah. self-worth. I mean, across all cultures, but mm-hmm. more so with Nigerian women. Like, how many Nigerian women do you know that for, for like, a, like a wedding shoot or, like, even for a wedding will wear their natural hair or braids? They yeah. wear wigs or they wear weaves. Like, yeah. So there's still also, like, some issues there and some trauma there um, and some differences with how <clears throat> both cultures deal with natural hair. I mean, we're still having hairstylists saying that your hair is due. <laughs> your hair is oh due. God. I haven't oh heard God. that in years. <laughs> yeah. Um, Non-Nigerians. The due is, is like due. due for another perm. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's just a yeah. short version of The that. trauma from perms, like only like three years ago did I stop having like sensitive areas on my scalp from where I've like had like scabs mm. from like, mm. from it burning. is. Yeah, because you used to relax your hair for most of growing up. Was it because it was? I think it was just swimming? easier in general. Because <laughs> I had I had thick yeah, hair, and I think at some point, like I think maybe around the time I was like, maybe like six or seven, it came okay. it became like too much to handle. I don't really know exactly when my mom like started relaxing my hair or when that started happening. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, with swimming and stuff, it probably was easier to take care of like relaxed hair as opposed to. Um, natural hair, although I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it's mm-hmm. about the same amount of maintenance, if not more of relaxed hair, mm-hmm. because like with swimming, you have a lot more breakage. Mm. You have like, um, you yeah. have like issues with, with it getting wet more often. There's also, you have to like relax it every two to four weeks. So technically yeah. it's more maintenance than just having your natural hair out. Mm. That makes sense. Also, for context, Mayo used to be a professional swimmer. So LMAO, not there. a professional <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> I have to pick up, you know. Look, I can't just say, oh, she swam in high school. No, because it wasn't the same swam so we in high school. to like, our sports listeners, you know. The, 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 <laughs> we, we also, we, we know the sports. We, have, we bring on people. Yeah. So she's an athlete. <laughs> not we know the sports. <laughs> <laughs> we know the, we know the yeah, sports sometimes. You know, the things with the balls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out to the Celtics. I'm so oh, sad that y'all tragedy. lost. Tragedy. Tragedy. I know. I'm yeah. kind of mad. I'm kind of upset Man. about that. I'm like, I get I get that the Warriors this are like, rubbish yeah, guy, like, Steph oh, Curry. Steph, but like, at the same time. Not just, please. I, like, I, don't, I don't wish anything bad, actually, on him or his family. But could oh, he God. just, you know, have a slight cold that takes him <laughs> out of the game? Uh-uh. Just that's a, a praying nice family, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aisha is really like in the house of the Lord, mm-hmm. praying for that team's success. Yeah. So. I'm just asking, you know, maybe he just feels a little bit woozy and he can't make it to Game Seven. Cause what's this rubbish? I just, anytime I wanted to hope, this man would just rub it for me. God, if you're listening, I'm not with Estelle. <laughs> Me too. I'm not there. Oh, please. If this guy is covered in the favor of the Lord, I'm not going to Amen. come here and smite him. <laughs> if something happens to Esther now, we all know what happened. We all know what it was. We all know what it was. We have an arrangement. Hmm. We have an arrangement. Hey. Like he, knows, he knows when to take my prayers seriously and when to not take them seriously. <laughs> There's a difference. You know, sometimes you just be praying like, oh, God, it would actually be nice if you smited this person. <laughs> But then God knows hey, that I've never just said a prayer angry. like that. <laughs> God have mercy. I've never said a prayer like that, and I will never say a prayer Amen. like that. God, <laughs> Kai, God, yeah. I'm keeping I'm keeping that option open for myself. No more. She said, "I'm gonna leave oh, the no. door I don't open." Know. Maybe God needs to smite one of my enemies one day. Do I know? You know what? FBI. Actually, more importantly, if y'all are listening. <laughs> 
yeah. I have nothing to do with it. I don't know this woman. I have nothing to she do with She accosted me. <laughs> I'm not here by my own will. Yeah, I'm no. winking. Y'all can't see, but I'm winking. <laughs> Help. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. Blink, blink. <laughs> she's, she's really blinking over there. Yo. But no, I'm oh, I'm gosh. sad. I don't want to speak because it's going to come out late and everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, they're just talking about Celtic stuff. How many? <laughs> How long after? But um, I'm a bit of a Celtic you know, lover. You know, I mean, speaking about God, spi- God smiting people, maybe it was just to teach Bostonian no, fans. No, because we learned our lesson after Kyrie promptly checked out. Wait, mid- you made Kyrie? I thought his name was Kyrie. Yep. Not- Don't say Kyrie. Wow, Twitter stop has it. done me dirty, stop bro. It. I thought his name is Kyrie. Maya, stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You did stop not it. That's actually. A joke. That's not real. You did not think his name was Kyrie. You are not out here using Latin yeah. pronunciations Look, for Kyrie Irving's name. Y'all know like uh, DJ Academics? Yeah. I thought his name was DJ <laughs> Adikit Mikes. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I don't know You're why so I thought it was, bro, but like, I th- I guess I have a pattern of mispronunciation. How did you get Kyrie? I don't, bro, it's K-Y-R-I-E-Kyrie. No, 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 no. The Kyrie one makes sense. I will okay. give it to her because Esther, do you not remember having to sing like Latin chants? Exactly. It's literally school? spelled almost the same okay. because it's the same okay. spelling. I guess that is a I very bougie confusion. way to and that's what makes it that's what makes it even funnier is that she really Kyrie. thought that Kyrie's mother was like ah yes I'm gonna Kyrie. name him name him after this one part of Latin prayers Kyrie. Close to the Lord. I can't remember, but it's always in one of those like Lord. Latin hymns. Isn't you it see? Lord have mercy? Why you? Do you even know? <laughs> I think it's I Lord have, have mercy. No. Demi knows. <laughs> I believe it's Kyrie. Kyrie liaison. I think is Lord I'm have looking mercy. This up. That's a good name to have. Yeah, it's Kyrie. Lord have mercy because you sing it. You sing Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie liaison. You sing that, it three times. Uh, listeners, she is correct. Look at you. You didn't know that. By why you didn't know that Ow. that was correct. You were out here just <laughs> affirming. <laughs> That's what made it funnier for me. I'm sitting here you thinking, know, wow, she, she actually does not know. Well, we did sing a little Latin in, <laughs> you know, in high school, but you okay. know. That's okay. Kyrie is just academics. Oh, God. Academics. <laughs> Look, I thought he was Nigerian. Wow. <laughs> wow. What? It's probably because wow. of this news. The minute that somebody told me that um, Lil Yachty looked like Larry Boy, I could never unsee it. Stop, oh, stop. Wow. Right? He looks like Larry the no, Cucumber. He, he no, really he does. No, Only he doesn't. with like no, low he braids. Doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because he got oh the braids God, with the he does. Beast. He has such a, like... It's, it's the, the middle part. Oh, wow. It's the middle part. He looks like round at the top. He looks so like he a looks cucumber. like Larry the Cucumber. Oh, my That's God. crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay, so do you want to apologize to Lil Yachty now too? We need, so we he's need also to. On your like, side he really made he the standard. No, okay. First of all, just because I feel like you, I love Larry the Cucumber. See, so just because I'm saying that he looks like Larry the Cucumber, <laughs> you said he looks like an animated I, cucumber. An, an, okay, an animated even if you like, even if you like I him, love. that animated cucumber <laughs> brought me closer to Jesus as <laughs> a young child. Esther, I like I love donuts. If I told you that your head looked like a donut, I, would you be happy be about that? Even though I love it donuts, don't, it don't look like a donut. God, your head does not look like a donut. Your head actually look doesn't look like twice. a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I confirm no, that. You good? You don't. You look don't like look like a donut. But if you did, and I said you look My like a donut, like, that's not the craziest thing that someone has said. Would you not be upset? That's not the worst. 
Probably not. You'd probably find, if it was funny, I'd probably laugh along with, with you. He had the greatest theme music. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I really we're just us down the whole other rabbit all the way here. away from the topic. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. like we all went to boarding schools that were not in Nigeria, so mm-hmm. we all had to kind of deal with that struggle of when your hair is starting to get to the last couple of weeks, and you have to yeah. make it stretch before you can go back to Nigeria and get your hair done again. Yeah, namely because God. there just weren't really options options hairdressers that we knew and nigeria is such a it has a really big hair salon culture mm-hmm. like even like we didn't yeah. grow up learning how to do our hair not because like our parents didn't want to teach us but it was affordable too and like i mean also just good for the economy to, very affordable to go to go the get salon. It wow plus it's like you you grow up like you grew up having your hair done by the same person they're essentially part of yeah. your family you see them once every month or two months like like mama shout out to mamaya who was doing my hair from when i was like <laughs> six or seven she did my hair for like does she have an instagram almost 20 years instagram of my up? life she doesn't she <laughs> like yeah. you call her she shows up actually yes. so start instagram for her that would be great but yeah i mean it's like the the culture at home is it's your hair, the upkeep of your hair is part of yeah. the culture, right? So going to the salon regularly, you have the same hairdresser that, that does your hair. You be, you develop a bond to the point where, like, if you go to a different salon and you come back to the first person, <laughs> yeah. they know. They always know because they know how your yeah. hand is on your hair. Um, and then even on top of that, I feel like the styles that we did too, like, growing up, that also was, like, a big thing, right? Because some people, like, Mayawa, like, for you... Like you're saying, like your mom made it. Like your mom saw it was easier to have your hair relaxed when you were younger because you had a lot mm-hmm. of hair, a lot of thick hair. Whereas like my dad was like complete, the complete opposite. Which is odd that he was the one making the the comment about this. My mom always thought about either texturizing or relaxing our hair. My dad was the one that always said, "No, let them put their hair in cornrows or all back or all of that instead. Natural hair. We weren't allowed to use, allowed to use attachment." Till we were in high school, and even then, we weren't allowed to relax our hair. To be honest, I wonder what it was about attachments that, like, he did not. Did he feel like it would make you guys look too grown? I think so. He also went to military school, and I know that that was one of the rules they had. I think it was anything to like not make your child, make your daughter Mm. look like a woman, like you having beads, and like not to make you. Bro, I was rocking them beads. Yeah, I'm like beads are beads. I'm like, why can't I have beads in my hair? I had like a I love beads in my bead hair. closet. I'm telling you, bro. Stop. Any color, I had it. Any style, I had it. <laughs> I was jingle jangling all the way to class, bro. Seriously, yes. beads? <laughs> nah, man. I was the queen of beads. Okay, let's talk to <laughs> me about elementary beads. school. Like the, I went to the Rock Montessori school. My sister went there. For real? Oh yeah. Gosh, wow. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, but at the time was no attachments, the no rock. beads. You could only wear like simple gold, like hoops or studs. Yeah. Like they were really mm-hmm. like, please just be very appropriate. Yeah. We don't want anybody to. Because it was, I mean, it was still early. Because what was it? Maybe like my equivalent of what would have been third grade. Yeah. Or they didn't so. have kids like older than like I think the fourth grade. Yeah. In school. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was still relatively young. But I was very surprised, like, 
with how strict it was with what state our hair needed to be kept in and that it needed to be neat, but it also needed to not be too girly, you know, just mm-hmm. to... Very like, at that age, like, we're all, like, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, I mean, there's some schools that all together just shaped girls' heads in Nigeria. Yeah. I was so. just about to say that, yeah. The amount of... I mean, a lot of local schools still do it, where the girls have to have their hair mm-hmm. in quote-unquote low cuts, that, yeah. which is a bald. I don't think that's something I'd want to do to my child unless she wanted that's just that's all, that's yeah. so... that causes all kinds of like issues i think like start having a negative relationship with yeah. your hair at that point because it wasn't a choice it wasn't your choice mm-hmm. it was yeah you know yeah it's the school so that they, that they don't have to the maintenance the time it yeah, takes for you to maintain it. your hair it's yeah the maintenance is that like there was always that like you know the hair like texturism in social settings for like school and church and all the different functions that you'd always go to. Function, function, but... function, function. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but it's true. Because, I mean, we, the black women at least here, know what it was like to be someone who had or didn't have, like, quote, unquote, like, acceptable hair. Mm-hmm. And what it was like for, like, people who were, like, half Nigerian, have something else, especially, like, if that other half was something that kind of loosened the texture of your hair. It's like, oh, wow, you're so... Like, just the, yeah. those small things would kind of make, like, prop you yeah. up. Because adults would gobble that shit up. Like, they would hail you for something that... Couldn't even control. Even yeah. <laughs> you can't even control it, yeah. And it's odd to think that, like, in a country like Nigeria, where it's like, there are mostly black people, like, hello, this is Africa, that... Even something as small as you being mixed or light skinned and having a looser hair texture, you still get it's the colonialism, treated nicer. Right? A lot of our identity it is really like is the colonialism attached speaking. to whiteness and attached to I don't like what we think or what we thought success is. So I would say it's really what that is. And we're like but I also yeah. think there's like an, there's like a there's two ends of the spectrum, right? People feel like, yeah, we should like accept our hair and everything. And then there's like the whole other end of the spectrum where people say things like, I'm so anti anything that does not like focus on natural hair in its natural state. And I think that's yeah. just as bad. Like saying things like women should not wear like straight wigs or like wear wigs because it's like it's mm-hmm. like adjacent to whiteness or yeah. like I've heard all kinds of stuff or even now even like Dr. Umar. Yeah. Or like <laughs> things like, Oh, like Bruh. women shouldn't wear like silk presses or I think people should do whatever they want with their hair. It's hair. Right. It's, it's going to grow back. Yeah. Right. It's going to grow back. Yeah. I'm like, you're just going to have to keep doing whatever mm-hmm. it is to begin with. So like let the person upkeep yeah. their hair the way they want to. Like it's weird. Like I didn't realize how like, um, how do I say it? Strong-willed, mm-hmm. those kinds of people are. I was walking in Target. I was going to like, no, I was in C- I was in CVS again. This is a, the whole different situation. I was getting something from CVS, and one of the clerks like stopped me and was like, "This is a dude. This is a black dude." He's like, "I'm glad you have your natural hair because my braids had grown out a little bit, so you could see my natural hair." He said, "I'm glad you have your natural hair," and I was like, "How does this concern <laughs> yes, you? Did he, did so, he say does this have anything did to he, do with you?" So- he literally, like, he, like, who was walking past me, he's, like, as he approached me, he stopped and said, I like that you have your natural hair. That kind of like, leads Jesus me to, Christ, like, sir, like I don't know if you guys noticed, when you have your hair in, like, different states, you attract, attract different, different types, of men. types of men. Like, the type of men that, like, seem to gravitate that is towards very me true. when I have my natural hair versus, like, a wig versus braids 
are like all very different. The ones that like are closer is probably mm-hmm. when I have braids and like my natural hair. Yeah. But like the ones that when I wear wigs are just it's completely different. I have received several wigs from my mom. None of them have been worn. I just I keep them right. in case because I keep one. Them. I probably do. I, I have them yeah. slowly. Yeah, actually, I'll probably yeah, just give them. That's a good idea. To, I'll give them. That's some a good too. idea. Because I keep. Mm-hmm. I always keep one around, thinking like there's gonna be one day yeah. where I'm just moving and yeah. like I'll just want to look a little bit more done up, and then whenever those situations arise, I just legit just leave with my friend like, well, you know what I think you would like. This is what I've started using. It's just natural hair clippings. I feel like my hair needs to grow out. Well, because I've yeah. I shaved my head like for the past two years. So it, was it was a good look. It was it was a it was a such it was a good a great it was such look. a fun time. I felt so free. It was a fun wow. a fun phase, which I feel like I it's personally my favorite look. Back, for real, for real. I can't speak on your hair. But you know your hair. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're, we literally just went through a whole thing of all these hotels should be here trying to tell me how to do hair. my hair, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, Esther, your hair should be short. Like- we'll see. It may come back. Because I also, for me, what I loved about that era of hair is that I'm someone who really enjoys playing into like the masculinity of like my fashion and my looks mm-hmm. and that made it like mm-hmm. so much easier for me to do so like even especially with like my body type like i have to wear if i'm wearing baggy clothes i'm wearing very baggy clothes mm-hmm. or else like you'll just you'll mm-hmm. see my i have bigger boobs i have a bigger butt and so dressing more and more, yeah, yeah it's a little it requires a little bit more work and it takes like time to like, cure, like curate mm-hmm. those pieces and having my hair be like so short kind of made it easier to look to like get, yeah to get that look out of the way um and then when i do like really long braids it's just very hard for it to not be extremely feminine mm-hmm. now like going back material girl i mean yeah the long long braids are really giving material yeah which is crazy because i remember when even braids weren't seen as like a very feminine Feminine. thing to do it was really just like Mm -hmm. weave wig culture because now i'm like oh like even with these long braids i honestly have my scarf on most days because it's too much length is a lot (laughs) i know yeah any small thing is like I miss my I miss my short hair, but I also it like doing having my hair short has made me more comfortable with like styles that also seem like to like be a little bit more masculine. Like I really want to do all back again mm-hmm. and like have like just kind of like experiment these styles. Not that I think that it's like a masculine style per se, but it's something. I think not, it's more of a vulnerable style. Yeah. Because, like, it shows your entire yes. face. Yeah. You don't have, like, your hair, your face. But mm-hmm. I think those are the styles that look best on a lot of women, if I'm if I'm being honest. Because all the mm-hmm. stuff with hair in your face, yeah. I feel like... I personally don't like hair in my face. Maybe that's why I'm not... Maybe that's why I'm a hater. But <laughs> I'm all for, like, shuku, all back, I love getting the hair it. out of the face. Because it really yeah. shows the structure of the face so if you have like cheekbones like a mm-hmm. good 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 jaw good like jawline a, those yeah. hairstyles are gonna look fire honestly a black woman with shuku honestly you can't talk yeah. to me i'm sorry it is like it's the most powerful hairstyle for our white listeners when we say shuku, a braided shuku is ponytail, like a ponytail. Yeah. it's like you get your hair braided into a ponytail and it to me i think it it's is. the most powerful look i 
it's just it's just so hot it, it's it's straight power it's just like energy it's feminine but it's also like like i don't even know it's not even that it's androgynous or it's masculine i think like, it's like you said my what like it exposes yeah. the face so it's more vulnerable but like your yeah. features are more enhanced because in a lot like, of ways i think we're we're getting out of like 2010 culture of needing to put on like a lot of like makeup and stuff on your face. Like you're, mm-hmm. there's just so Thank much God. you're having to do kind of like to combat. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I got a lot of like face dysmorphia where I liked my mm. makeup face a lot more than my regular face. Mm. And it's like, and it Me almost too. kind of made my makeup face feel like more feminine and soft and it really kind of tripped it up because I felt like a like a boy in my natural face, which is like obviously That's I'm interesting. Yeah, it was such a weird like I felt like I always had to do something on my face because I think it was even your mom who like didn't even like you to uh, Demi to n- not leave the house without earring. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh my that's, god, she still does that. She still does that. If I if I'm out, yeah, I know, bro. Like if I if we go out or something like that, like. If we like leave the house and I'm driving my mom and she's like, you didn't wear your earrings. I'm like, oh, I forgot. She's like, you need to wear your earrings. Yeah, it's usually the earrings, the hair and makeup that's like tied Mm -hmm. to femininity. Because I would definitely get into kind of like little arguments about like wearing makeup and stuff before I leave the house. Because I personally, I think the reason why I don't like makeup or I don't care for makeup, even though like I think it looks really good and I really admire women who know how to put it on correctly is it feels like a second layer of skin. And that's how I've started to feel with like wigs too. Mm-hmm. It's like, it feels like a second layer of skin or whatever. So yeah. I just feel like it doesn't give me the freedom to like touch my face. I touch my face a lot. Yeah. They give me the freedom to do that. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my take on like makeup and all those things. So I think it's, but I think, I think things are changing, right? A lot of people, don't really see hair, makeup, like femininity the same way anymore. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're embracing the mm-hmm. fact that it's okay to be a little bit fluid with your gender expression where yeah. you don't have to be like super soft, pinky pink kind of mm-hmm. girly girl for you to be seen as feminine. And likewise, yeah. I mean, or even like on the opposite side for our guy listeners, like you don't need to be all the way here in like a suit and like power forward. And you know, what's very like funny baited. about that. I don't can't remember what the word for it is, but like when like men are like really well groomed and stuff like that, what's mm-hmm. that called? Uh, like a uh, metrosexual. A oh, lot of Nigerian men are, that was like, yeah, the like a lot of Nigerian men are metrosexual, but like they don't peep until like they come to yeah. the U S and they see like, yeah, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't. I yeah. think it's a very good thing. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely not a bad thing. I think there was definitely there's a, a lot of Nigerian it, men though. that don't like, have that, like, I feel like, quote unquote, like textbook masculine energy. But, like, when mm-hmm. they move to the US, they suddenly have to, like, feel like they have to embody. Mm-hmm. And it, you can see it also, because it's like, whenever we talk about hair, we usually think it's, like, just a woman discussion. Yeah. But there's a lot of changes happening with how men wear their hair. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. things that like used to be mm-hmm. seen as so feminine as like women like just wearing braids. Now men are wearing braids. Men are getting locks. Yeah. 
even like something simple like like people explaining their head oh like oh i want to do this style pop smoke yeah. braids and it's like there are a lot of like male mm-hmm. like male rappers who you can pick out now and be like i want my hair to look like them and they all have like some form Drake of cornrows, has cornrows. They have braids, yeah. they have, like their long hair Drake, <laughs> stop oh, it can you Drake. stop bringing him into this leave yeah. him out of this i don't need him here um yeah. <laughs> or even like Travis Scott and his loose dangly braids. Hair. If I don't, natural if there's hair. one person I really dislike, it's Travis Scott. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, yeah I don't like him either. I feel like we need to do an episode where we just drag celebrities. Um, I'm here for it. But there's definitely been it's we've been a lot less restrictive in Nigeria and definitely here in the states with. Mm-hmm what it looks like to perform like womanhood or manhood with your hair Mm. and just kind of loosening the reins Mm. on that i think has given people was given guys especially like i know who have longer hair the opportunity to learn how to take care of their hair as well yeah and to form a good relationship with it because not everybody Mm. wants to be in the barber all the time yeah and because i know my at least my brother like he kind of is still going through a phase of like how where how much he wants to grow out his hair and what he wants to do with his hair when it gets to the desired length. And on the guy side of things, we're so quick to just be like, go to a barber, get a fade. Mm-hmm. I, and look, I love a fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, it looks great on, on men, but because we're it so does. quick to be like, oh, like that's, that's like a, such a very masculine, quote unquote, way to like to portray yourself out in society, we don't give guys the the same, I don't even know, range mm-hmm. that even the, the limited range that mm-hmm. we as black women do have with how we get to experiment. Like if a guy dye his, dyes his hair, does like, and they're like, that's the story. Vagabond. Yeah, it's very rare to see a black man. It's very rare to see a black man because a lot of them don't do it right. Which, let me just say that. Why? I feel like that's, a lot of them do it by themselves. I have point. like, there's a personal story here that we won't get into because some of some, because no, oh not even God, who some, you? some guys just be like dyeing their hair, but it looks like Indomie at the top. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop. You, like you, you have to maintain it. Oh you have gosh. to find the right color for your skin tone. Cause like you can't just dye your hair blonde. Like there's a blonde for every individual, Yeah. but it's like catered to you. Right. Yeah. But like, I no, mean, I, you know, really you know does. the look I'm talking about. I know about. exactly the look you're talking about. And it about. doesn't look good. It's, it doesn't look yeah. good. I think people should be able to do whatever they it's want true. with their hair. But, like, at least just do it well. But not that. You know? Just do it well. But I yeah. think it's interesting because, like, we talk about, like, the freedom that, we're like, men are now having to, like, experiment with hair. And I wanted to ask, like, what do y'all think about lace fronts for men? Because that's been... Yo, my brother thinks it's so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uko thinks it's such a nasty Wait, thing for men to have lace. <laughs> and he uses the word nasty specifically. I think it's a great solution for men who oh have, like, God. early male pattern know. baldness. I was say baldness. But maybe it's because I also, I live for, like, a bald man. I'm learning. But a lot of men have a lot of insecurities, insecurities about around that. It. Especially if they don't have the beard. Mm-hmm. To That's kind true. of like counteract it, but I guess I think a huge part of it is be- they have that insecurity because they're worried about how they'll be like perceived. Se- yeah, perceived yeah. by women. Like it's not coming from yeah. like I yeah. don't think a guy is mocking another guy on 
Are they? Some no, are, they are. But they are. But they why do like you say he's ugly? You because he doesn't get women. Yeah, because I feel because like he there's lots of like men that are bald that don't have any problem pulling women. That's it. Exactly. Like, look at I rock. think it's less about being bald as much I as it's the, the hairline receiving receding. He got the Not body the though. Rock. That's Not probably why he pulling women. <laughs> yeah, and he, has, he has the personality. He has the person. Yeah. I love the Rock's personality. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he also has just like a kind of like a scary, yeah. charming yeah. smile. I mean, he used to be in what WWE. Like in any other body, yeah. you'd be like, oh. oh, I still remember watching that as a kid and thinking it was real. That was the Which day one? I found out was a WWE. sad day. Oh, WWE. Day. Oh, God, yeah. But, but yeah. I but I mean, the, 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 the lace fronts thing for men, I feel like, again, I don't think that... I agree. I feel like men, go, men can go bald and, like, rock it. And I think it's easier when, if they have a beard to be, like, they're mm. fully bald and just have that look be theirs. But I think it's less about the balding itself. It's more about the receding hairline yeah. or having a bald spot. That's yeah. what the insecurity comes from. I honestly... Okay, this is this is definitely an unpopular opinion. I don't love the lace fronts on men, but I will say that I also don't love the lace fronts on the women. I You're feel like bugging because lace fronts mm-hmm. look really good on women. Interesting. And when men, it's in done, when it's done when by it's done these right. super yeah, when it's done right by these like wig wigologists, I think a lot of the reason why I don't like why i i personally haven't been too interested in like wig weave culture is it feels like it's extra stress like my natural hair by itself already requires work and maintenance then to put that away to add the stress of like white people hair it don't have to be stress unless you make it stress but i feel like when i hear about what it takes to realistically upkeep the like the you have to wash it let it dry have the little head that you place it on. I'm like, rah. <laughs> That's well, what. but at the same time, like you could make that same argument. You can make that same argument about your skincare routine. No, because, because glowing you could skin have a skincare is always in the right steps, and it could still be effective. But like. For some people, or you could have a, a skincare routine that's five steps and it'd still be effective, but some people like to have the eight, nine, ten step routine yeah. where they have multiple There's levels to wigs, They have like man. a specific brush and like, you know, that I think like, I think that's the thing is like, there are, like you said, yeah, Mario, there's levels to wigs. And I think that if you want a lace front, I think those people put in the effort because they like the result and they like the process of doing it too. Even if they say, oh, it's stressful, there's got to be a part of them that actually mm-hmm. likes having that as part of their If they like it, I love getting it. getting ready for work in the morning. But this, I, at least yeah. for me, it's not anything that I would, I would never encourage it. Like, if you're like, oh, would you like to see me in a wig? It's, if, if my man was like, oh, would you like me to use a lace front? No, I don't if think you your man would straight up ask you that. <laughs> I don't think he would ask you that. If you I do not think he would ask you that. Even if a lady, or even if a woman asked me, I would probably. I could see myself in a situation where a man would ask me how I felt about a lace front. I feel like that's the kind of man I would probably be around, just because I live for the gender nonconformity. Okay. But, but I don't think it has to be like a gender nonconformity that's true, that's thing. Fine. Like I think it's the I think same for way. Guys, it's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's toxic masculinity because I think it's like the same way. Like yeah, I I just don't see the problem. It's kind of like where people used to wear like what's it called like a taupe. Mm-hmm. 
like when it's a toupee, a toupee, a toupee, my pronunciation, but like a toupee, like that was a whole thing. There was a whole era yeah. where like a lot of people wore those. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think whoever I'm with should not spring that on me. Yeah. That should not be a surprise. Yes, that's true. I would like to know. It's yeah, this, that's it. It's the surprise I, that's part. True. I because do, then it's I like, like it it's when like, I'm trying to involved in the process. I've noticed more. Yeah. When it's a thing that. But I do have to like, I do have to kind of like question us as a group talking about this. Cause like, why does it have to be a discussion for men, but not really a discussion for women? Cause we don't talk, we don't talk about for like, women. Yeah, actually, why we decided to change point. our hair or hairstyles. So I honestly think, I don't think it needs to be a discussion. I think we're just in a phase where like, it seems weird, mm-hmm. but it really will become the norm. Like, I'm sure there's like more people than we know. I who, think so. Who have lace fronts or who are considering yeah. it or for whatever reason. I definitely reason. want the option to be there. I think one, my my questioning it is coming from a place of, is this because you genuinely like, because I know that there are girls who genuinely just love the switch up. And for those kind of girls, I love it for you. Like, if you yeah. just love wigs because, like, you live for that kind of style, then that's fine. But I think that as, on the guy side and for some women a lot of it is like as a preventative measure as like mm. this is how i see myself like yeah. it's the only way i see myself looking good or looking presentable mm. or being able to like attract somebody else and if yeah. that's the heart that's toward it then i don't live for that i would rather you find and i mean i think i'm, I'm saying this because i'm also coming from a place where i legit just shaved my head um but I think that it's important mm. that you're able to kind of be comfortable in how you look just raw, no anything on yeah. your face. And then if you choose to add stuff on top of it, True. it's not coming from any sort of self-loathing, but as a way that you want to like experiment with like your fashion and, and like how you portray yourself. Because I, I love the fashion part of it. Don't love the self-hatred. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I agree. I think, but at the same time, like, I feel like if it's the kind of thing where you feel like it's giving you advantages, like, you know, people are giving you less looks, like, in general, because some yeah. people, like, stress out about people looking at them if they're balding, or, like, if you are getting less attention at work because mm-hmm. of it or more attention, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like for some people, they see it as a way to either operate normally in the world or operate with some level of an advantage. And, like, can I really say that Which I don't crazy blame because, them for doing I mean, that? wig culture has always been a thing in Nigeria, but Nigeria is a predominantly black nation. And we, of course mm. we know, you know, colonialism is the reason why. But the wig thing, I don't even think it's about that. I think mm. it's more about, it's a show of wealth. Because mm. like the type of, because like everybody wears yeah. wigs in Nigeria. But, the, but a wig, you see like a lady who's like selling mm-hmm. something on the side of the road versus a woman who like is you know, extremely wealthy is yeah. going to be different. You know what I'm saying? No, so I think mm-hmm. part of the hair culture in Nigeria has to yeah. do with like class. I think it's not even really about, I think colonialism yeah. plays a part, but I think it's mostly about class. Yeah. I mean, I think the it's colonialism stops at like, you know how we, people are still wearing the powdered white wigs for like, <laughs> but I feel like that's a technology thing. Oh my thing. God, that's don't get me started thing. on that. Yeah. I feel like there's, the colonialism yeah. is there as a whisper where if we dig into it for real, for real, we'll probably see it there. But a lot of it is from more of like that class standpoint as like I can and so I do. Mm. But it's like, why? 
But it's still the colonialism thing too, though, because the wealthier, the wealthier Nigerian, the wealthier Nigerian women who are married to all these people in power, who are regular inter regularly interacting with the British when they were around, all have like um, what's mm -hmm. called flat iron their hair. They all um, heat iron like they use like the hot yeah. comb and like comb their hair straight and stuff like that. And that's how they operated. So I think it is still inherently tied to mm -hmm. colonialism. Colonialism. But I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm scared. Everything is tied to colonialism. Like, it's I'm always the colonialism. Who's gonna be like, no wigs? Everybody, yeah. I'm, I'm the person giving Doctor Umar today. <laughs> I think the wig thing is just like, why Stop. damage your own hair when you could damage like? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Let That's true. Take out the and at the end of the day, I don't want to tell anybody how to black acceptably. That's it. I I think that. <laughs> No, I don't because for me, I, I knew that I wanted yeah. to black in a way that I could have my, I could have and be comfortable with having my natural hair out at any time. Like I could pull up mm. to the offer and literally just wet my hair, add some leave-in conditioner and go and still feel like I'm feeling professional. And that's where I'm at right now with yeah. my hair journey. But if with, for you, you want to be able to put on like a shake and go wig mm -hmm. or one of them headband wigs, which those are actually fire lifesavers. You do the shake and go, go like where you just used to like wet it underwater and you scrunch it, throw it, throw it on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if if that's what lets you feel comfortable, you feel like you're able to protect your natural hair underneath. It's like a good style. Then, at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy that that option is available to you. Mm -hmm. I think that it's it's important mm -hmm. that. At the end of the day, we all have that option and that we can question. I don't think that it's anyone's place to say, like, yeah. this is the right thing or this is the, like, the not right thing to wear. But being able to just have the opportunity to question, like, why are we doing this? And, like, is it really because you like the switch up or is it because the switch up is granting you, like, certain privileges that you otherwise wouldn't have if you were to, like, have your natural hair out or you don't yeah. feel like as confident or as beautiful yeah. when you're in like certain styles because mm -hmm. that's what i i'm learning now to investigate i think like you know at our age the, a lot of where we've settled in our hair journey is like not i don't even think i want to call it laziness because it's still work but it's understanding that we're i feel like i i don't as much care what the white people think about my natural hair. And that has changed the way that has changed my relationship to wigs and weaves. Cause at least for myself, I noticed that mm -hmm. a lot of the reason why I did want those styles before was because it's like, Oh, like in, I went, well, we used to go to a bunch of PWIs and that was the look. Yeah. Uh, but the minute I, mm -hmm. no, like the minute I stopped caring what white people think, but <laughs> when it wasn't as oh, important gosh. for me or when I wasn't craving that attention as much, I noticed that I wasn't as quick to pick up those styles, that my love for it wasn't as true as I might have initially thought. It's interesting for me because like, Especially with yeah. like my hair and my relationship with corporate has been like, I don't think it's necessarily that I care mm -hmm. what other people think. I just don't want my hair to be a topic of conversation when I'm trying mm. to do something serious. Because I found like Agreed. the two differences yeah. between like where I work now and where I worked before where I work now was like, like I changed my hair, not 
frequently, but frequently enough for someone to notice that like there's something has changed. Yeah. So I go in between like my natural hair and like maybe a wig mm-hmm. or, or whatever or braids. Um, but like at my old job, it became, it would become a whole topic of conversation for more than like 10 minutes, even like yeah. to the point where someone would try to mm-hmm. touch my hair. It was a whole thing where the two other white women who oh were there God, were like, yeah. never asked to touch a black woman's hair. Don't you know? And it was like a whole thing. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was a whole oh thing. God. But like, whereas like where I work now, it doesn't even come up in conversation at all. And it's not like they don't know it's mm-hmm. there. They just, I, I think I th- it's not important. It's not important, and when it's been when it's normalized, it's like yeah, she just changed her. The most you should say is, "Oh, your hair looks nice." Exactly, I thank you. I keep it pushing. Yeah, honestly, I will say that as much as I don't want to be like it was COVID, but a lot of that Facts. change came during COVID and quarantine, where people were stuck at home. Not only were Black people taking care of their hair by themselves for the first time in a long time, but they were all documenting it on TikTok and everyone was on TikTok all the time. And so I think mm. a lot of white people got educated that way. That's one theory. But I mean, I completely agree with you, Maya. Like the place where I work, like back when we we're still going into the office, my hair was always a topic of conversation and it was never my choice for that to be the conversation. It was always other people coming up to me and asking, so like, is that a lace front? When I like first wore a wig to the office and I was like, who are you outing why me? Why are you asking me that? <laughs> like you're... Like, no, but that's the thing. It's like, if it's odd because if another black person had asked me, like, is that a lace front? Like, what kind of wig it is? They would be asking it in like a what kind of wig it is way, not in a here's the only three words I know about black hair that I want to throw in your your face because you're a black person. I want you to seem like, yeah, I want to seem like I'm cultured. Like, I remember it was like, when I done my interview, that's literally what it is. It's, I know what the blacks do. Like, I remember when I interviewed at this job, I had braids. And I was like, my hair was due at that point. So I had the interview with braids and then I started work two weeks after that. And I'd come in with a wig because I was like, you know, I'm, I have my hair in all back. I just took my braids out. Like, I don't care. I'm going to put a wig on. And I show up at work. And the, if the, like one of the second, I think it was the second or third day at work was when this guy at work approached me and was like, oh, is that a lace front? Because I noticed when you were at your interview, your hair was in braids. I was like, actually he didn't even say braids said dreads and i was like yeah you're really not helping yourself like but yeah i think black women's hair is often a topic of conversation that yeah they didn't opt into like i didn't ask for him to come talk to me about my hair i didn't offer up and say hey guys look i have a new hairstyle it was i noticed this thing about you has changed about your mystical magical black hair let's talk about it magical like, black hair with you no literally i mean yeah they think it's like they think it's like a foreign scary but also magical and like interesting Honestly, thing that's why they want to, to touch our hair, hair all the time we'll get into a fight like i'm the type of person <laughs> i've gotten to a point where you're below a certain height. Why you always try to fight somebody? <laughs> Look, we're close to the oh ground. We have a greater sense of gravity. So we'll be all right. But like the, the one ground. thing about me, I've just reached a phase in my life with my hair where I don't care. I wear bonnets to work. Thanks. I wear my durag to work. I, I wear do. my hair scarf to work. Yep. Like there are times mm-hmm. where I'll like, I'll be with my team on the client side. I'll be wearing a wig. We go back to the hotel we're working I'm not wearing my wig. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no, truly, like, mm-hmm. what, like, 
Yeah. How am I supposed to stress Nor myself? You. It and, doesn't like, matter. Work extra hours, and I'm yeah. gonna be here like worrying about what my hair looks like instead of just spending the time doing yeah. the work so I can go to sleep. Like I don't care. And I, I mean, not a lot of women mm-hmm. can say that or feel comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation with a friend about like, and it was a whole discourse on Twitter. Like, when's the right time to take your wig off mm-hmm. with like your partner? To sh- and yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, if if I can't. Mm-hmm. If I don't even feel comfortable taking the wig off in the beginning, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Maya, well, where do you find yourself mm-hmm. now on the spectrum of going to spaces where your hair is not just like welcome, but it's like accepted and not like celebrated like, oh, wow, you're so amazing. But it feels you feel like you can go through the space, like whatever space you're in, whether that's work or around like friends normally without your hair having to be the topic of conversation feeling comfortable um being around like situations where like my hair is not um, a topic of conversation has really been because like like my race or like other parts of my identity wasn't really what put me in that space to begin with Mm. right so i think for me knowing that like that my work and my ethics and my Motives and my actions will speak louder than whatever prejudice or whatever biases people have has been what it is for me. Because the truth is, is like, how is this any different from like, you know, someone showing up to work with like a whole bunch of piercings? How is yeah. this any different from show from anyone showing up yeah. to work with like tattoos or or whatever? Like, there was always this criteria of like what was not acceptable mm-hmm. versus what is now acceptable. Yeah. There will always be like culturally like this influx mm-hmm. of like what we deem acceptable versus what we what we don't. So, like, to me, that hasn't really been... Frankly, I haven't really cared about that. Especially yeah. if I'm not in a hostile environment. I, I really don't care about that because I feel as though, like, mm-hmm. there's there's more to me than blackness, if that makes any yeah. sense. I mean, some people treat it as their entire identity, but it's... Yeah. If I'm being frank, I didn't even know I was black until I came to the U.S. So, as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't really been a part of, like, that yeah. integrated into my identity. So, I think... I think that's what made it easier for me to like feel to kind of like be able to navigate those experiences. It just is like another thing I have to navigate. I don't, Mm -hmm. I personally don't feel that way, but I do know like a lot of women do struggle with that because there are also some very hostile environments Mm -hmm. when it comes to Mm -hmm. hair where like women are still discriminated against, don't get jobs or don't get promotions or, or whatever else because of hair. And I'm glad that like there is at least a movement happening where, in quite a few states, it's like illegal to discriminate based off of hair. Yeah. And the conversation, exactly. Yeah. And there's now yeah, conversations, especially in like schools, about like, you know, having really weird and outdated rules about what is acceptable hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think as long as people start having like a bigger conversation about hair and why it's important for certain groups to stay out of business that, you know, pertains yeah. to hair, I think like, I think mm-hmm. we'll all just be better off for it. Because, like, black women aren't the only women with curly hair. Jewish women have curly hair. Yeah. And, they ha- and, they, and they've and they also experienced, yeah. like, you know, discrimination, like, when it comes to hair as well and at work, right? Like, things like, oh, I don't know how to handle frizzy hair. Yeah. And it's like, it's not frizzy. Y'all just don't know how to take care of curly <laughs> hair. So it's kind of, yeah. So I don't think it's just oh, a God, black women's yeah. issue. I think no, for not. black women, it's just larger because race is also involved. But, like... I think as people start to kind of um, become more inclusive and just realize that, like, 
people need to show up as their whole selves at work to be successful at work, I think the dynamic will start to change. Yeah, because I mean, I know for myself, entering the STEM field was kind of a happy accident, but choosing to stay in STEM after college and work working at I guess like more a more liberal company or a more Mm. accepting company was a very intentional decision Mm. um I loved that with STEM everything was kind of based on what I did and less on like there I did feel like my accomplishments were tied to just how well I was able to do the work like obviously it's still like very male dominated. Obviously it's still like very white male dominated, um, and I don't want to discount that experience. But what made STEM really great, being a black woman, was that I wasn't expected to look a certain way mm. while I was doing the work. I just had to do the work. And when I worked for the company that I'm at now, I've legit turned up there looking every possible like like both kept and unkept like i've thrown in there in like looking crazy in like some pajama Mm. bottoms like (laughs) and everyone or it was the norm that if you're doing a good job and you actually know what you're talking about then you will still be treated with the same respect it doesn't matter like what clothes you have on your back now me at 25 i probably am you know trying to portray a little bit more of a professional um appearance but i like being in spaces that make having my like having my natural hair feel so normal and i'm not it's not the topic of conversation and it's also not something that's used like as a deterrent i never felt Mm -hmm. like i wasn't as accomplished as i was Mm -hmm. because of my hair Mm. see i just think though i don't know like why we separate professionalism from the way our hair grows i don't think it's i don't think it's with my hair i I don't think that it should be tied with my hair i think that a lot of the professionalism comes from my clothes now Mm. um and not even necessarily like wearing a certain style Mm. of clothing but just making sure that i always have like a very clean cut look like so even if it's just like jeans and a t-shirt it's a t-shirt that fits well yeah and like jeans that like are fitted so it's not necessarily like oh, that it has a certain style, mm-hmm. but I'm always looking like all my clothes fit me properly and all my clothes are clean. Mm-hmm. But past that, I don't really feel like there should be any questions about like, oh, why aren't you wearing makeup? Why aren't you wearing earrings? Why yeah. is your hair not looking like this? There should I should Where be able to walk heels? into a space and as long as I look like, I, I don't know. I, I'm using the phrase clean cut, but it's, as long as my clothes look like they fit my body yeah. um, and my hair mm-hmm. is hairing, as long as it's hairing. as long as it's there, as long as it's doing something, it's just doing it something. Be, my work should speak for itself. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm like in a very client-facing role, client services, and like I walk into a lot of rooms where, and it's usually at the C-suite level where there's like nobody who looks like me. So that's also yeah. kind of like something that I've mm-hmm. had to kind of like navigate and but what i'm noticing is like as younger people start getting into these rooms as c-suite it's still not diverse enough but i think as people as i if there are any boomers listening as boomers are exiting (laughs) the workforce and these c-suite positions i've started to see that like there isn't much care for these things at all Mm -hmm. because like i'm not gonna lie i can't even begin to tell you like 
how many incompetent people are running companies. No, looking truly, amazing. Truly. And it's I'm like sorry. literally just because yeah. they have the look of C-suite mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with like their mm-hmm. ability to do the work. No, but it's been like ingrained into culture, especially like business, like not graduate business school culture, but definitely undergraduate business school. Yeah. like there's a certain look you need to have yeah. and yep. you can have the look and not necessarily mm-hmm. have the portfolio and still get the job. Yeah. And it's, that's why a lot of companies are in the mess that they are today. Like truly, <laughs> like I can't even begin to tell you, like it's kind of embarrassing. No, actually. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm like a 24 year old telling 60 year old white men that like, Hey, mm. maybe you should have considered X. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, sometimes it's a little weird, you know? So I just, I just think we're past that era of hopefully that like how you look or like what you look like, you know, determines whether you get the job. I mean, cause it's false. Cause it's just, it's just actually false. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you, um, where do you feel like glimmer, um, is in this, like passing the torch of black hair education for girls now? And where would you ideally like it to be if it's not aligned with that? Well, I think there's like two major trends that are happening right now. I think there's like a trend now of like, not anti-natural, but like, cause like natural, the natural trend was very restrictive. And now we're Mm -hmm. kind of like seeing the opposite of like people Mm -hmm. just deciding to make whatever choices it is for them and like taking, Mm -hmm. um, a more personal approach. So I think like where the hair care industry is moving right now is like personalized hair care, maybe not to the point of like wanting personalized products, Mm -hmm. although they do exist, but wanting like every, like the reason why you've picked something or the reason why you're choosing something is because like you have like facts to like cooperate while you've made that choice. Yeah. Like a lot of people, especially now with like Mm-hmm. I hate to bring economics into it, but I'm an economist. Do it. But like, <laughs> especially with like inflation going up, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of things, a lot of prices of things going up, people can't afford to make the wrong purchasing decisions. Yeah. So like, um, so I think that's where people yeah. are, are headed is like making sure that they're equipped with all the right information or purchasing something that is equipped with all the right information so they all, all they have to do is buy. Mm. There's two groups of people, people who want to know everything so they can make the decision themselves and then people who don't care and just want the decision made that's me (laughs) yeah so like that's where i think it's going and to be honest like what we built has been built to cater to both because we do have like personalized reports Mm -hmm. that like are created for people who want to know all the information want to understand how to make the decision and then we just have the end product for people who just want to know what product they should buy and don't really care about the why so i think mm-hmm. i think glimmer 411 is like pretty well positioned to to tackle every type of person in the hair care curly hair care industry and then also the trends i mean that's what we set out to do was really to help people save time money and energy when it came to you know, finding the right product. Um, because I mean, I'm sure like everyone can attest finding the right product is extremely hard. Yeah. You know, cause like, yeah. And inflation is yep. real. Like that's the hardest myself, part. Like, if I buy a bad product, you're kind of stuck in a bad place. I'll be there using it. Cause like is this or nah, I just, I just keep yeah. looking at it. I don't, <laughs> 
You just have to keep it there. You just keep it on your shelf and just look say, at it every time you go since, to the shower. Like, you know, not hmm. to hype up my own product, but to hype up my own product. Yeah, I will to. say I have not made a bad hair hype purchasing it. decision since 2019. Come on, hair now. care product. Because like after a while, what? Sorry. Come on, effective product. <laughs> I said, come on, effective product. Yeah, because once product. you understand, you know, without really saying too much, because I don't want to give away our trade secrets. But like once you understand, like what these companies are trying to do and all like the different combinations of like hair types that exist. Um, it kind of allows you to see that like the solution really isn't necessary like for us to create the right product because the mm. right products exist. It's just not matched to the right people. Right. Yeah. So that's like what we're really focused on, on doing. And mm. I think we're well positioned to do that. I'll tell you right now, 40% of it is not even the product. The product is probably only makes up, excuse me, 40% of like what actually works is Mm. really just consistency. And we Mm. are very bad at being consistent. That's true. And that's why a lot of people don't see the results. They'll try something for a month and give up because they don't see the results. We're really like the way you're exactly Mm -hmm. the way your hair cycle works a month is not going to be enough for you to see the results grow like half an inch of hair a month exactly so how are you going to see the results then and like a lot of things like all these magical grow oils or like vitamins (laughs) like okay like they work to some extent but like that's not what it is like because whenever you put oils in your hair you're massaging your scalp right you're Mm -hmm. stimulating your scalp so it's not really always the product but like how you use it and how consistently you use it will help like drive the results Mm. because like i can recommend the right products to people but if they don't know how to use the product like that's half of that's only half the battle yeah right there's like little things like for example shampoo you're not supposed to be shampooing your strands shampoo is made for your scalp Scalp, so if you don't know how to use shampoo right you're not going to see the results that you're looking for same thing with deep conditioners conditioners co-wash whatever Mm -hmm. like a co-wash i will just say that is not a substitute for shampoo but if you Mm. do that if you do that you're not gonna see any results you're literally just accumulating dirt on your scalp yeah and that also obstructs other so like it's like an ongoing thing i don't think it's just about finding the right products it's about having all the pieces of the puzzle together coupled with consistency and effort Mm -hmm. is really if you're if you're trying to like grow your hair out and like you know all those different things is like what will get you there not necessarily there yeah there's no quick yeah, fix there's like, no quick fix yeah, yeah. To do the work you have to be willing to put in the effort on top of getting yeah. the right advice My you have to do the girl. work <laughs> but there's there's a lazy there's a lazy method too mm. right there's there's ways oh, but, to, you don't have to overcomplicate it yeah really and that's the whole point of your product yeah. is that like you can be as lazy as you want. The only and thing is that you still have to that's use really the product effectively yeah. and consistently. Which I come think- on, is it really that hard at that point? It's like they've just Maya has done mm-hmm. literally all the work for you at this point. All you have no, to do honestly, is show up and wash your hair. As your I've hair. been investigating this further, is that when you actually take care of yourself and your body properly, you don't have time to be foolish in other areas. By the time you've washed your hair correctly, <laughs> made like food that's good for yeah. you, exercised, cleaned your house, yeah. the week is gone. Yeah. That's why you got to outsource some of it. You got to outsource yeah. some of it. I'm a huge believer in outsourcing, truly. Like I started like outsourcing... Like, there's no way I will ever learn how to braid my hair. That's not my nah, portion. That's... I'll source that. 
Like, let me just mm. take care of the weekly, bi-weekly stuff that I can handle. But like trims, any intense hairstyles, I'm just not going to hurt myself by doing that. Is it going to cost me like an arm and a leg in the U.S.? Yeah. 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 But I feel like it's not worth my peace yeah. and worth my time. Like, so that's part of it. You just got to outsource that stuff. And I think once you, once people actually understand their hair and understand the techniques, wash day doesn't really seem like that much of a burden anymore. Like it really doesn't, you know? And what I've recently realized too is like mm-hmm. I'm reevaluating a lot of the techniques that I've used. And I think it's okay for people to experience growth and also the way they treat their hair as well. Mm. Like I was like a firm believer of like, yeah, mm-hmm. like wash my hair only every two to three weeks whatever but like i'm currently trying a new technique where i do weekly washes and this is like the second time i've done it and i've realized my hair is less tangled Mm. because i'm not waiting two to three weeks to wash Mm. it you know and it's more moist Mm -hmm. it feels more moisturized so i just feel like it's okay for you also to tweak and like to rediscover your hair because like as you age as you grow as your lifestyle changes your needs change as well so i think it's an ever evolving thing, which is why we usually recommend like if anyone takes like our quiz or or that gets a report that they should redo it like every three to six months because wow. yeah, because it's just it's not a one yeah. it's not a one time mm. fix everything. Like I have yeah, I different have, I wouldn't have even known it was that fr- as frequent as three months. I would have thought maybe annually. So to hear that it's yeah, so to yeah. hear that mm-hmm. you should like a year like, or something. check in with your hair like quarterly. <laughs> is even because of the weather right if you live in a place that has four seasons you probably should be revamping like the kind of products you use in the summer would be slightly different from the winter like i have two sets of shampoos and conditioners just Mm. based off of like how my hair is experiencing things like if i find like my hair is like more dry or like i've just taken out like a protective style I'll use like a different, a clarifying shampoo Yeah. versus if I'm doing a weekly wash, I'll use like a moisturizing shampoo or I'll use something different. Mm-hmm. So the same way how like you have like, um, I'm trying to think of like, what's a good, like you wear like different pairs of shoes depending yeah. on like, you know, where you're going or what activity you're doing. It's the same thing with your hair. It's not a one yeah. size fits all. Hop on and get yourself on the Glamour app. <laughs> I'm very due for. Yeah. I'm very so, due I mean, to go back to Glimmer. It's just recommended, and a lot of people don't understand those things. Even when you move, if you're gonna move, I hundred percent recommend like rethinking things. People don't realize like your water. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on the water. The, water the first thing I did when I moved was like I my hair because I went to I went to college in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has a lot of hard water. Yeah, because of like just where mm-hmm. it is. And when I tell you, when I lived in New York for about three months, because they have, like, the best water in New- I mean, where I was had that, <laughs> I don't know where you live in, but, like, where I lived, we had good water. And my hair felt different when I was shampooing. Like, my shampoo was sudding. It, like, in Pittsburgh, wow. it barely foamed up, you know? Like, it was... It, it was just different, yeah. you know? So even just the type of water you have coming through your mm-hmm. pipes can change the way your hair reacts hair is very sensitive like if you live around somewhere where that has like a lot of wind mm-hmm. you might want to take a different approach you might want to wear more protective styles or have a hat like that's like silk lined or whatever mm-hmm. so these things affect your hair even humidity yeah you know you have to plan what hair or your mm-hmm. styles around humidity 
because you're not going to see the, the results you want to see yeah, yeah. if you, you know, if you don't plan for those types of things. So hair can be complex if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be either. It just depends on like how much information you want access to and how much information you want to plan around. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. But I think what I, what I really loved about this, um, product in particular was that yes this was something that started with you wanting to get to learn more about your your hair and how to take care of it but this is something i know we were like white women this is not for you but this is there are low-key lots of gems because isn't all white women that are now buying silk pillowcase silk bonnets because they're recognizing like it's actually not good for mm-hmm. your hair. You're just out here sleeping mm-hmm. on that cotton pillowcase, no protection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of it transfers. Yeah, you know? even like washing your hair less frequently. Yeah, like most hair. If you go to like a a hair salon where they deal with predominantly white hair, they'll tell you like honestly, you probably should wash your hair. You should wash your hair like Drying every it out. like yeah. five days or so is yeah. like what they give people. Which is I I found yeah surprising because i always knew as like a black woman that my hair i'm not washing my hair every day that's yeah not good from my hair but then to even hear like no even for the girlies like who used to wash their hair every day that was a that wasn't the literally stripping the moisture yeah so very bad for work we could do here to also (laughs) benefit you yeah yeah so it's yeah, it's been an interesting journey, honestly, with it and kind of learning and understanding because it's really a science. Yeah. But somehow the industry hasn't really treated it as a science, right? Because, like, if you, like, stylists and stuff like that, yeah. like, although they are certified, they don't cover black hair care. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we are seeing, like, mm-hmm. science being applied or or uncovered as opposed to, like, all these, like, old wife tales and, like, myths. Yeah we've passed down about hair so even with like now in nigeria to take it a bit out of the u.s natural hair salons are the norm now like i feel yeah. like i don't there's so many of them now yeah i don't see like the yeah. hair salons that i used to see mm-hmm. growing up like almost everywhere they cater specifically to mm-hmm. hair as is growing out of your head and even the techniques with like how they braid now like yeah I remember the first time, maybe this was like 2017 or 18, mm-hmm. when I went back to Nigeria and I got my braids done. And after they washed my hair, like as it was drying when they would braid, they'd like spritz it a little bit with water so mm-hmm. that they'd be able to like still like part it easily. Not where it was like super damp, but yeah. just enough to keep it malleable. And they're like, yeah, this is good. So we're not like adding any breakage. And I was like, wow, I didn't even <laughs> know that it could be so easy. Yeah. And I was someone who... Th- I thought I was someone who was they like really quote unquote tenderhead, and she's like, "No, you been yanking at your scalp. Yeah, yeah. you've just been out here pulling at my scalp. No wonder my head hurts. Mm-hmm. I take Tylenol every time after you've braided my hair. Yeah, it's interesting because the first couple of years before like they started to show up all these, all these like natural places, I'm pretty sure like a lot of my hairstylists thought I was crazy because like I would, I would say like no, wash my hair like this, detangle my hair like this." add this product, no, do this, do that. Yeah. But, you know, after a while, and I used to still mm-hmm. for a while get comments like, oh, are you sure you don't want to relax your hair? Or like, mm-hmm. oh, da 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 But after a while, they when I would come back, they'd be like, wow, your hair is so long. Oh, wow, your hair is so thick. Yeah. Oh, your natural hair is actually kind of soft. And it's like, 
yeah, yeah. it's because I actually know how to take care of my hair and I'm not treating like, yeah. it like a prisoner or like some you know what I mean or like a foreign or a foreign um mm-hmm. object that doesn't belong on my scalp so it's kind of like I think that's when it started shifting for yeah. people when like mm. individuals who came in to get their hair done started taking control of their journey their hair care journey yeah. too and saying like no you need to do it this way you need to do it this way trust me like I know I know I know so yeah I'm a huge advocate for speaking up for yourself in the salon chair if you don't you're just gonna go home and cry and yeah. You're just going to spend money on something you're not happy about. So. Damn, only to spend more money to get it redone. Yep. So so what's your vision yeah. for Glimmer? If for some reason this like pops up and you end up on the Forbes 30, under 30. No, <laughs> for some reason. Today, for all happened, the like, reasons. Tomorrow, you get um, an email from the Times like, hi, Myla, we would like to feature you on the Forbes 30, under 30 list for Glimmer. Yeah. And, you know, and you become super viral and famous. Like, what... What do you see as your vision for Glimmer and what do you want this to do for the culture? I think I don't I think the vision hasn't really strayed from like why the concept was created. I think it's just to help people make better decisions and better understand their hair and mm-hmm. just have a better relationship with their hair because a lot of people have very traumatic relationships with their hair yeah. and I think it's heavily tied to other areas of life. So I think the vision is really just to, mm-hmm. no matter what, with no matter what partnerships we make or products we create, like we just want to help people make better decisions. I think that's really just it because I'll be honest and say like, these companies that make your hair products are low-key not your friend, especially like the really big ones like yeah. Shea Moisture Shea. and Cantu. <laughs> and it's like, because Cantu. like... <laughs> Like, let's be honest, we saw, like, what they did with, like, changing the formulas, for example, or things like that. Like, they're, like, they Mm -hmm. don't want you to know the right product because Mm -hmm. a lot of their sales are made from people not understanding what product. Wrong product. Exactly. So it's not really in their best interest for them to make the information digestible or for you to even understand how to pick the right product. So... Mm -hmm. That's really the goal is like really empower people with information because although like, yeah, they're making these products that work, Mm -hmm. they get like getting repeat sales is great. But if you can get repeat sales and also get a whole bunch of people to buy stuff that definitely isn't working, Mm. you know, it's a win. It's a win win there. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to transition over to the last part of our show. We do this with every episode where we ask how you're trying to be a better person today. Oh, my gosh. I know. To be a better person? Yes. question of the day. We always ask this question at the end of every episode. Yeah. Wow, Maya, well, look at you Whoa, not listening to the end one. of every episode. We caught you. <laughs> that's Were crazy. You? Just, uh, just say that you don't actually like our podcast. Just say that. Wow. Just say that you don't actually know any of our segments. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. I'm going to ignore wow. that. And I'll wow. just that's answer the crazy. question. I'm definitely going to leave this in the final cut. <laughs> oh, just so. wow. That's crazy. See, 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 see. You see, like, Ooh. you know, podcasts? Uh. I'm starting to only get onto podcasts. No, for real, for real. Like as a medium, because I think we've talked about this. Like I have a hard time like paying attention mm-hmm. to yeah. like listening and doing other things. So if I'm listening to a podcast, I have to be commuting. Mm-hmm. And girl, I don't have a car. So where am I commuting to? 
I don't go into the office. office My office is next to my bed. So like, yeah, but no, I have listened to quite a few of the podcasts. I don't always make it to the end because I have a short attention span. We've learned that. We've learned that that this evening. So I think part of being a better person is going, making it to the end of these podcasts. Yes, because that's that was one of the core staples that we founded. This it's kind of a big part of what we do here. Um, I think to answer the question, like being a better person, how do, how do I want to be a better person? How are you trying to be a better person today? After we had this whole conversation about mm-hmm. hair and where we were today? and are and what you're trying to do with your with your company, how are you trying to be a better person today? I really think like to me, like being a better person is like being in a position to help someone else succeed, like in any mm-hmm. shape or form. So I think it's like. I think it's really been about that for me is like, I just want to make sure that I position myself to help the next person or to even help someone who may not be behind me, but mm-hmm. next to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I feel like, I feel like that's how I want to continue. Yeah. Well, I think I'm a good person to continue to be a good person. And, um, and I think just by supporting, like supporting my friends and all the stuff that they're doing, you know what I mean? Like in any way that I can, if it's like, by making a connection, putting a good word in. Listening to or the end even, of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to really be like the thumbnail. Yes. This whole thing we'll is like we invited Maya to come speak on this podcast, but she this didn't even friend. make it to the we end. We grew up together. Yeah. And she didn't even make <laughs> I've accepted it to the that end. Fate. But um, I think... That <laughs> I'm it's gonna okay, get like you. At least you know like honest. when you like draw like mustaches and like X's on someone's eyes yes. that you hate. I'm gonna get one of those in like my photo <laughs> in the podcast. Oh my God. But uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the cover art. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't so, do like, that to you. <laughs> Demi's like, I'll be the one I doing it do <laughs> in the back <laughs> with the sharpie. She has her sharpie ready. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I would say that's how I'm trying to be a better person. I love that. What about you, Esther? Mm. How are you trying to be a better person today? I think that in figuring out my own hair journey, I have been critical of other people's paths in Mm. the past. Like, where Mm. when I realized that I wasn't a wig person, I was like, why are people wig people? This Mm. thing is so foolish. Why Mm. is... And... It's so yeah. easy to kind of point and nag my own figure, like my, not figure, my own finger at other people and how they're choosing to take care of their hair. And talking to you, just not even just on this podcast, but outside of it, and seeing, I guess, like a little bit m- more of a broadened perspective to why people are choosing certain styles outside of just like, is what's easy or is what works for me, has been, has allowed me to be a little mm-hmm. bit more empathetic. Mm. Um, and to understand just how much of a privilege I have with how I can wear my hair and the places that I work for and the people I surround myself letting me do that so freely. And mm. that's not a bum. That's not a privilege that everyone does have. So I'm grateful that's that true. I do have it. And I want to be more empathetic if that's not what you choose to do for whatever reason. Mm. And seeing as like, that is just as valid of a hair care journey as is my low cut or (laughs) or my not Mm. wanting to natural hair and braids are like very afrocentric kind of styles like if you want to be out here giving european goddess Mm -hmm. 
Who am I to stop you? <laughs> I like that. Do it. Every time I wear a wig, I'm going to be like, it's giving European, <laughs> European goddess. <laughs> Demilade, how are you trying to be nah. a better person today? <laughs> I'm thinking back to our conversation about like the whole like men in lace fronts yeah, thing and also like us. just <laughs> like <this>. men's <laughs> appearance. And there's something about, yeah, men are going to come after us for this. Um, but there's something about like what Maya was saying and just like in terms of I never I guess I always like thought of why people wear their hair in certain styles. But I think oftentimes I forget that some people's reason for wearing a style is mm-hmm. just because they like it and nothing else. Just because they like it or just because it's convenient. So I think one thing that I want to try try to do to be a better person is you know, allow, like, allow people more grace to say, like, this person is doing this thing solely because they enjoy it or because it's easy. And that's all that really matters. I think oftentimes, like, when yeah. it comes to appearance and stuff, we can get very judgmental. Like, I, I know that I sometimes will focus on what somebody's wearing and try mm. and wonder, why would you wear that? Or why would you do that? You know, as opposed to just, like, letting them, like, giving, having, having the taking a second to pause and say, you know, they're doing that for them. And yeah, the reason may actually be no reason. I like, at all. Actually, I really agree with that point because I have found myself doing that with hair sometimes. Like I'll just be like, it happens more with men than it does happen with women where I'm just like, this hairstyle is not working for you. Agreed. Like, why are you doing this? Like, no, truly. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I somehow I feel it, like no, women actually, are just better though, at understanding like what fits their face. But I feel like maybe it's because men are like still experimenting. Yes. When it comes to they, hair. They haven't had as much time to play around with yeah. what works for them. Yeah, but I'm just like, bro, that high top, cut it off. <laughs> Those locks is your forehead looking a little funny. Like you can't So I feel like I'm giving very specific My examples. God. But I think bro, I feel like the way she's dragging yeah i'm Two like this people. sounds like you're but like i'm just i'm just saying like hurt you i'm just saying yeah. like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i need to be better yeah. at that too it's like not judging people for like still experimenting or not judging men for like not still understanding like what styles fit their heads like because for a lot of them the style has just been shave your head does it so I, I agree with that. Like giving people more grace to oh experiment God. and being okay with the way they choose to experiment too. Even if I don't like how it looks and I feel like they're really making mm-hmm. a serious mistake. No, I mistake. feel like the guys are still in like 2008 in terms of like <laughs> their hair said, journey. I feel threatened. Still like, still like 2008, oh. like first year of Obama's presidency with like their hair care journeys. Because the way that they be dyeing their hair... Some of the cuts, I'm like, it's Looking just like ramen noodles. It's it's giving a little inexperience, but that's oh fine. Lord. I think it's, I say this partially to be in jest, but mostly to show that yeah, we really didn't give guys like we went through that phase at that point where we tried all the different colors, or you'd use like reds mm-hmm. and purples for your braids and mm-hmm. getting to play around and figure out what you actually wanted to do. And for a lot of guys, they're like 22, 25. And this is the first time that they're out of their house and they're, they don't have to have their hair looking a certain type of way mm-hmm. because they're living under their parents' home. So this is really yeah. this is their, their time. time. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is their and time. This is your time, Chloe. men. Shine, like I said King. this about Chloe Bailey a while. <laughs> I know. Please stop this rubbish. She got that little Kente hat on. Please don't call me a hotel, yeah. Omar. So much to make that a meme. Stop. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. As we've learned with Not like, me. I, I think Not me. You and I were talking about this. But the same way that Chloe Bailey is like learning how to be sexy, the guys are learning how to... My wife don't give me that I have, look. I have serious thoughts on that. I love, <laughs> I love Chloe Bailey, but I'm sorry, but the I, I have never once asked for, for less twerking, like truly, and for less, like it's just I love Damn. her to bits and I love her Damn. voice and I love that she's Beyonce's prodigy and I know Beyonce signs off on every single thing that she's released, but I just feel like. It's just a little too much. Mm-hmm. But it's giving church girl who just learned that she's, that she's sexy. But That's like, what it is. But the thing is, Chloe is effortlessly sexy, and Damn. I feel like but she's she trying too that. hard. I mean, but she doesn't true, know that. But Maya, well, how did you learn how to give effortlessly effortlessly sexy? I haven't figured that out either. So I guess we both <laughs> going to be there together. But I'm just Trial saying, like, error. I feel like she's learning from Damn. Beyonce. Like, yeah, literally, I the mean, queen of... I mean, well, but I feel like once Beyonce first started too, she was doing a little too exactly. much. But it didn't look like that to us because first we were, young, we were young and we didn't really experience that transition from like Destiny's Child to to um, to, yeah, to solo, solo Beyonce. So I guess maybe Chloe's doing well for like what she can She's do. She's trying to just break mm-hmm. the mold right now, and I, I I'm giving her a lot of grace with the guys. This is why I'm also giving the guys with their hair journey grace because I recognize that. I'm not saying it looks good, yes. but I'm saying that I know that you need to go through this phase so that it can look, yeah, so that it can to actually get like, to where look you need to be. Look on point. On that mildly chaotic note, yeah. Maya, can you oh, tell the world yeah. where we can find um, you? So we can find Glimmer. <laughs> yeah, you have plug, to do plug it. everything. So you can this find me shameless at Hold plug I know it's a very corny name, but Hold the and then Mayo and then Nays as in nose in French N E Z. Um, Glimmer's account on Instagram is Glimmer is at, at Glimmer four one one. Yeah, that's not a question. At Glimmer four one one. You do you not know? Am I at Glimmer four one one. It is. Our website is, is Glimmer I think it is. Um, yeah, Pretty those sure are like the areas that we're at. So we know that you had such a fun time listening to us, and if you want to continue to do so, you can find us. At our Instagram handle at Abeg the Podcast. That's A B E G V P O D. Follow us on social media. Period. We are. We're doing the things. Period. Uh, <laughs> have a heard about us? Ask somebody. <laughs> they probably don't know. So that's why you should go to the Instagram page. <laughs> if you weren't sure if she was an auntie before, that is complete proof. But and we with have to that, also throw oh. up Spotify and the other oh my gosh yes oh don't forget that if you're on spotify you can give us a five-star rating please give us a five-star rating anything less than a five-star rating don't, is unacceptable in this african household so don't even <laughs> don't rate it please don't please don't mess up my my average here we're trying to get a five-star average with multiple reviews thank you and then if you listen on apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a review there and a like or a, i don't know i don't work out i'm not gonna lie I'm an iPhone user, but I've never used an Apple podcast. I'm not really sure how that works. However, if you have any negative comments, say them to my face. Don't leave them. Don't leave them in the comments there, please. We can we can throw hands. Who don't are you throw throwing hands, hands with? Don't be don't be a faceless don't be a nameless faceless bitch. Okay, oh. come at me like a <laughs> race. I would, I would pay to see that fight. 
I would like I to would throw pay hands. To see you right. throw hands. I want to see what you did. <laughs> it looks like throwing hands. It looks like this. Yeah, don't wave your pops like that at me. <laughs> looks like a doggy paddle. And with that, this has been another episode of A Beg the Podcast. Thanks for listening, Take everyone. Care. Bye. Bye.